This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Welcome to the Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat Improv is, of course, the storytelling and improv po- comedy podcast where you bring on comedians to tell true, meaty stories from their lives. And then we do long-form comedy improvisation inspired by those stories. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. We have two very <laughs> special guests this week. Uh, you might know them from the team Fuck This Week, or if you're from... Austin or Los Angeles, you'll know them from the streets of Yonstown. <laughs> Never introduced anyone like that before. Everyone's from somewhere. Uh, Courtney We're Sevener and Jeff Whitaker. Say hello. And hello. Them. Thank you. That's thank Jeff. You. Oh, yeah. Hello. That's Courtney. Hello. Right. Hello. Um, <laughs> did you guys move out around the same time? Uh, the exact yeah, same, that's time, same yeah. time. Yeah. Did you? Um, on purpose or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. It wasn't an accident. Like, <laughs> oh, you're oh, here you're too? Here That's too? cool. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um, interesting. How long ago is that? I had you in a, in a class, what, a year and a half, year and a half ago? Yeah. For me, I moved uh, about, what was it, like July of 15? 2015, yeah. And then I moved back to Texas for a little bit to like do some work and uh, do that thing that you live in LA for a bit. And I went back and I was like... Oh, what, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, reevaluated my life and then like came back. <laughs> Boy, that didn't take had. long. It did. I've been out here ten years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made it like three months and then I went back and I was like, oh, somehow Texas hasn't changed in three months. <laughs> yeah, cool. Heading back out. Uh, yeah, and that's when I took the class. Uh, cool. Finished my classes. Where was all your stuff? Uh, when I moved back or like, did you move everything back and then move everything back? I get again? rid of everything like immediately. Oh, Every really? time I move, I throw away. I have no memorabilia from like anything. Really? I just toss it. Yeah. Oh, not no even sense. a high school letter jacket? Uh, not a yearbook? My high school letter jacket got ruined in a sketch show. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Courtney? Do you, did you have a whole big U-Haul or did are you just uh, close I on your back? everything up in my car, which is a Honda Fit. And uh, I drove out here and I had packed my car so much because I am, I'm the opposite of Jeff where I like, I have a hard time getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, like my apartment like flooded back in Austin and I lost a lot of like the yearbooks and stuff like that. And it just had like a mental like, Oh God. Uh, and just kind of like had to get over that. But, mm-hmm. but man, my car was like, like the whole drive because I had like packed it to the brim. Wow. Yeah. But still when I got here, it was like, I have nothing. <laughs> I have yeah. No couch. I have no, yeah. no bed, nothing. Um, it's crazy. I l- recently read about this guy, James Altucher, Altucher. I don't know. He's like one of those, like he has a podcast that's like, I've made uh, millions of dollars and lost it all seven times. Like those kind of guys who are like. This uh, podcast is called I'm a Fucking Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, or, a, whoops. I'm a real smart idiot. Yeah. Uh, and he was in the New York Times. They did a profile on him because he claimed to only own 15 things. What? No, no, no. no. So he like had like. Phone? A, phone. Computer. Underpants. Yeah, pants. Articles of clothing he, count as things. He counts like an outfit as one thing. All right, well, but then it's fucking, it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. He had like two duffel bags full of stuff. Well, those count too. Yeah, the duffel the bags. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got, I got like four things. I got an apartment with everything in it. <laughs> <laughs> a, a car, my clothes, and my phone. Yeah, 
and there a dog, go. but that's yeah. in the apartment. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, there's no way I could pick 15 things. What would where would you start? Does an apartment know. count? I don't. He was couch surfing at the time. Oh God, God what an asshole! Yeah, that's, and like staying in that's hotels. Selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's sucks. a likable. And then thing. he's he's the one to get interviewed by the Times. Yeah. So like, yeah, can everyone like, get out of your your place? <laughs> the times like, what if up? you have asthma and you like have to have something like an inhaler? <laughs> Counts, I guess. Yeah, yeah count it. <sighs> well, I like the idea. Yeah, that he's he's going around and he's like, oh, I only have fifteen things. I don't own this if I borrow it, right? Like, if yeah. I, uh, so you're a fucking mooch. <laughs> what about all his millions of dollars? Did those count? Oh yeah, probably. It's been a million dollar bill. Million dollar, yeah. It's like it is a very elitist thing because he was also like they interviewed him at a very fancy rest. Like, it's like he's not cooking his own meals. Right. Uh, but I was like, when you said like I don't have a lot of stuff, I think I always like romanticize that idea. But there's no way I hold on to shit like crazy because i'll always forget the thing i don't have <laughs> josh is eyeing a bunch of garbage <laughs> <laughs> i use that incline table all the time i yeah. do not use that old tv <laughs> there's a tv in that box yeah it's broken i tried to send it away and some i'm getting rid of it whatever this isn't about me <laughs> I, i've been here the first time i came here was many many months almost a year ago and i think that that TV box was still yeah, yeah. I tried to get it picked up by UPS. They came one time and they're like, "We don't take these." And then I was like, "Fuck, now what?" Take it to Best Buy. Yeah, there's. I hate that Best Buy. I, you're it's right. So it's close. been a year. I hate I that. Hate the Best Buy. <laughs> Wait, is there a TV in that, that Black box? Friday? Yeah, I bought it and it died immediately, and they sent me a new one. Oh man! And they were like, "Send the old one back," and I was like, "Okay." And I printed out the label and taped the label, and I put it out there. And then UPS was like, "We're not taking this for whatever reason." And then I was like. What? You know what you should do? Is write a sketch where you get to smash that thing. <sighs> Courtney, that's, that's a, a good idea. Brilliant idea. Yeah. How was that not? <laughs> yeah, you would course. look like the richest sketch comedian of all time. Yeah, it'd be great. I love smashing stuff that looks like it still is functional. Jake just left. <laughs> he's got a bunch of stuff to do. <laughs> he's going making to- a tea. Wait, he's, he's writing he's the sketch. A coffee. He went to go write the sketch. Um, I have like a, in the, I'm in between. I love getting rid of stuff, but I also, I can't figure out the right thing to do with it. So I usually like, don't do the right thing with it. I usually like, I'm like, ah, well, I should put this in the, I re- take this to a recycler. I have done that actually. Take an e-waste to a re- electronic recycling place. It was with but, you, I think. Uh, really? Yeah. And we bought it and you bought a GoPro for a trip to Europe. Oh no, that's not the same thing. Oh. This was like in the in a bunch of warehouses district. Oh. Yeah, that was just at a Best Buy. Yeah, again, <laughs> I went to a Best Buy and brought a bought a GoPro. Were you okay with this Best Buy? <laughs> yeah, it was a little better. Uh, but I've done things where, like, when I move, when I move, sometimes I just like have shit. I'm like, what do I am I going to do with this? For instance, a rock band set. Mm. Talk about. Just something that turned from like the most fun thing that everybody owned to just garbage in the period of like two months. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, the little no, drum yeah, kit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> can, the guitar. You can't still play it? <laughs> Seems like it'd be fun still. Where do you keep it? I mean, I'm, I'm 33 and even like then I was probably like 27 or whatever. What am I going to do? I really want to bring someone home and be like, well, don't mind all my toy drums. <laughs> <laughs> or we could play, uh, but I just well, think it, say yes. it looks so <laughs> shitty in a living room. I don't know. It just having it in cheap. my living room, I was just like, 
I look yeah. like a little boy. Get a, a instrument mounts for them and put them on your wall. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the stupid padded <laughs> things that don't make real sense. I don't sense. know. Write a sketch and smash them. <laughs> That's a great thing. I'm going to do that with every piece of junk I have. Yeah. Just there. Write a sketch and smash. Yeah, yeah, I gave it idea. to a Chinese delivery guy. I ordered Chinese. I was moving out of a house and I was like, do you want rock band? And I just <laughs> gave him that and a bunch of stupid games I had. And like he just brought them home and then I realized he was like my kids are gonna love it and then I realized I forgot to give him one crucial piece it was like the piece that goes into the PlayStation Game? that makes all the controllers work oh. like the oh the, the Bluetooth yeah thing. so his kids are just going like <laughs> click 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 <laughs> yep mm. mm-hmm. anyway yeah that's my move what about um what is it that's like so romantic about the idea of throwing away stuff? Is it just like living simply or? I think so. Uh, I think it's just like, gosh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Moving uh, on. Huh? Moving on in some way. Yeah. Or just like, what do I, I don't use any of that. Like maybe it's like wasted potential on some of it or whatever. It's like, I was like looking at my books the other day and it was like, there are books that I have not read on that shelf that I will not throw away because it's like, they seem cool, <laughs> but yeah. I have not pulled it out to read it. Like I have like ones that probably don't even apply anymore. Like bowling alone. I don't know if anybody rem- it was like, a, it came out a long time ago. It's like the sociology book that says like, we don't operate like communities or neighborhoods anymore. Like the idea is like you used to have like a bowling team and would see these people regularly and do this thing. And now people bowl alone. I assume that's what the book is about. Uh, I feel like just that author bowled alone. (laughs) But I was like, this is cool. Uh, My like high school history teacher gave it to me, but I haven't read it yet. So I think the (laughs) idea of just being like, get rid of all that shit maybe take some pressure off i don't know why i romanticize for me it was like a a necessity because uh, i was living in austin and i had to like move out of the childhood home like we had to clear it out and uh, i went in the attic and i was like oh cool uh gi joe's were like the waist rubber band broke and so it's just like the front the top half of a gi joe and i'm like what toss like i guess (laughs) throw away that what if the he wasn't broken Toss. Okay. <laughs> what if you decorated a cake and had him like uh, sticking out of a cake? That's still something I have to keep track of. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The yeah. worst is the sketch. Like you were talking about, take your garbage and use it as a, in a sketch. I keep garbage and be like, I might use it in a sketch one day. Yeah, like, that's what I do. Like I have yeah. like a dumb sweater and be like, oh, maybe I'll play a Cost grandma. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the worst is not having that shit though. Like, and then yeah. like going like, I got to go buy another fucking Yeah, you're thing. right. Like I remember, I don't know if you got, when our dorms in Colorado, they have like the extra long twins. Yeah, that- we didn't, we didn't go to your school. <laughs> <laughs> but like you could buy, I thought like that was a thing in dorms because I bought them at Target. It was like extra long twins, twin beds. Twins. So you had to get extra long sheets. Like the twin beds were extra long. I, it's like a college. Dorm I think thing. I know. I think I know what you're talking about, but we didn't have that. So, Colorado State did, and then when I <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, the state school did. Uh, so then, obviously, I moved out of the dorms, and I was like, "Well, fuck these sheets," and I threw them out. And then 
I had to stay in the dorms for part of Teach for America and I had to rebuy those fucking long sheets. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, now do I throw them out? Of course I throw them out, right? But I was like, if I have to buy these a third time for some fucking reason, I'm going to feel like an asshole. That's so what it I is, right? Them. Yeah. It's like you throw something away and then a week later, somehow it comes up in your life. Yeah. Like put that energy into the universe and it's come back and it said like, well, now you need that mask that you threw out. Yeah. I'd rather live in the camp where I'm like, I hope I don't need these extra long sheets for a twin bed anymore. I'm going to live my life assuming I don't need them again. Uh, I know. I romanticize that. (laughs) Yeah. Now we got to the bottom of it. Jake romanticizes one day not sleeping in a twin bed. (laughs) Improv. Yoo-hoo. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. What's up, man? Not much, just watching some TV. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Mm, that's actually kind of unfortunate. You're still on the TV thing, huh? I don't know if you heard. I'm sort of doing a minimalistic lifestyle. Um, it's sort of, I don't know, it's just kind of my new bag, but um, part of it is I don't own anything. So um, can I come in and sort of just set up camp for a set up camp for a little while? It's just kind of part of the whole process. It's sort of a spiritual journey type thing, but okay. Yeah. Uh, do you need a blanket? You look cold. Do you have a blanket? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't need one, but if you have one, I will borrow one and utilize it. Sure. Yeah. Here. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Ooh, kind of come on in. <laughs> right. Hey, what are you boys watching? <laughs> uh, Hey everybody. Um, this is Josh. Um, hello. Oh, hey Josh. Hey, oh, what's hi. up? Not much. Uh, just watching some TV. Watching yeah. some TV. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's unfortunate. Do you guys feel like you're sort of like when you watch TV that you're sort of like handcuffed to it? Like you're like, oh, I have to watch. Um, what are you watching here? Casino. Casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another capitalist thing. Casinos. Do you feel like, oh. like, oh, because you're living this culture, you have to watch. Um, Television, movies, and like it's a never-ending wheel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just yeah. got Jeff. Is this guy your friend? <laughs> yeah, or? what's going on? I knew him from college. Josh, can you not stand in front of the TV? I mean, it's it's cool if you stay for a bit. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like this movie. Yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah. I feel like I'm handcuffed watching it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, bagel bites are ready. Yummy. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Here's a plate of bagel bites. I have some hey, of those. No. Josh, <laughs> what? Josh. Hey, there's only so many Josh. bites. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. Are you okay? You scarfed those down like you haven't had a meal in a minute. I haven't had a meal in a minute because I don't own, I don't own things. Uh, I don't. I don't. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, once you free yourself from these, the burden of money and possessions, you will be. A new person. Do you have any more bagel bites? Hey, Josh, can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. Were you fired from your job? Was I fired from my job? Yeah. Were you fired from your job? Depends on who you ask, Jeff. I want to <laughs> ask. I want to ask your boss. Like, if, from your boss's perspective, were you fired? What he would say is that he caught me sleeping in my cubicle, mm. uh, and that that was a bad thing. Um, where what I would say is that I was making the most of the opportunities I had. Um, and yes, I, I was let go, but the way I look at it, it's just more freedom. Um, do you have a toothbrush? 
I'll go find one. No, no, no. Which one's yours, blue or yellow? I, you're, it doesn't. I, okay, I can hear you using it. I'm using them both just to be safe. Josh, what? These are my friends. So what? I'm your friend. Yeah, we we don't really keep in touch anymore. I can't get a hold of you. Okay, I don't even. I don't. Of even course know. you can't. Oh right, because you don't have a phone. No, I, of course I don't have a phone. You don't have an email address. No. Well, I do, but I don't have a computer. I uh, I can go into the libraries and use theirs sometimes. Got in trouble there a few times. Hey, Jeff, hurry up. You're missing the part where they play blackjack. <laughs> I've got to get in there. That's my favorite part. Listen to yourself. I've got to get in there. It's my favorite part. I've got to see them play blackjack. You know what? You guys, <laughs> I'm going to do you all a favor. <clears throat> hey, everybody. TV off. No! Hey, no, Blackjack! No! I'm leaving. Does anyone have a lighter? <sighs> yes, but I'm afraid of what you're going to do Give me with it. it. <clears throat> Give me it. Hey. Anyone whiskey? <laughs> what? Okay. What are you don't doing? <laughs> I'm burning this place to the ground and no! I'm setting no, uh, you all hey. free. Hey, don't step on my hand. <laughs> my condo! My condo! Ah, condo. Think of it as a condo. What? Are no. you do- no. And you are free. <laughs> Blowing on fire only makes it get bigger. No, no. Okay. no my friends. <laughs> you idiot. Quit trying to plug the TV back in. Quit trying to plug the TV back in. He probably wins. <laughs> hmm. Do you have any shorts or anything I could borrow? Get out. Get out of where? My life. <laughs> Your life? Wow. He still owns his life. <laughs> to think. <sighs> well, I will see you all later. I hope you all remember what you learned here today. Um, There's just a bunch of burned <laughs> bodies. <laughs> uh, another and one six- bagel bite. <laughs> Whoop, bagel bite. <laughs> Too crispy. All right. Um, that's just a scene where I behaved like myself. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, great. Let's get into the meat part of the podcast. Um, Jeff. Yes. You have been selected to go first. Mm-hmm. Randomly uh, random, drawn. Yeah. Random drawing. Um, what would you like to talk about? Um, so I think I want to talk about this time that um, it was while I was in college uh, and this insane experience I had trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Great. Can I just pause for a second? Yeah. So you went to uh, well, I, I went to a bunch of different. Where'd schools. you go? Are you? I'm oh, saying yeah, this because yeah, yeah. my nephew listens to this, uh, and he hates Jay Cutler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> when you? I was in Nashville, Tennessee, I started out at Vanderbilt, okay. um, and Jay Cutler was there, and uh, then I transferred to Belmont, which was across the street. Then I okay. transferred to. Uh, some community colleges in the University of Texas. I went everywhere, wow. boy. Did you play football everywhere or just? No, 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 no. Okay. Now it started out that way and then it was like, oh, my knees yeah, are yeah. destroyed. <laughs> oh, uh, so, awesome. Well, I just thought I wanted to give a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm starting to see how you can 
not have a ton of stuff and move around a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. because I just can't stay still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. It's a great quality of mine. Um, <laughs> never making a solid decision. Well, got a football I've been in here a- for nine years with a broken television, so. <laughs> got a football and a joke book. I got plans now. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so I it was in 2006 um, when I was at Belmont, which is this little liberal arts school in Nashville, um, I was a religion major because uh, I thought like all my friends growing up were religious and I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, so briefly, I thought I was going to be like a youth minister. Oh, boy. But at that point, I had never fully read the Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Um, so... To, in fairness, some of those Bible books are fucking just like, and Habakkuk begat David. Yeah. And they, like some of them are just. Yeah, I was like, cool, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the gist. I tell a bunch of kids about it. I don't know. Uh, so um, I got a call. My mom had uh, breast cancer on and off. Um, so I got a call while I was there that she had like a week to live. So I like go Jesus. back um, to Texas. My dad had refused to travel at that time. He had this good job. So I, I, Grew up the relatively like middle class, like I was fine, but my dad got fired from that job because he refused to travel, which then like, you know, she passed away a week later and then I like stayed in Arlington, Texas, taking care of my dad. Um, He was too over, he was like overqualified to work anywhere. So I had to take whatever job I can get, which ended up at this uh, parks and recreation job as a day camp counselor. So I was like working in the summers, just like kids would get dropped off and I'd uh, wear them out. Uh, I would sweat and be miserable for $8 an hour. Um, <laughs> kids would get picked up and I'd go home and just stare at a wall until the next day. Um, and so that happened throughout 2006. So like fast forward a year and I'm fast forward a full year and I'm running the camp. My dad still doesn't have a job and I'm like paying half of his bills um, so that when he receives the bills, it's like a smaller cost. And he's like, Oh, I can pay that with like savings and whatnot. Um, and at this point I thought I needed to be a doctor. It's like, I gotta be a doctor. I gotta do this thing. That's like, I can work no matter where I live, um, and make enough money to support him. And like also understand what's going on. Cause like his health was declining at this point. Um, so I was at a community college there taking, uh, like the prerequisites for, um, for medical school. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's just like background of like how all of this is set up. So I'm running this camp and we all have like our faces and our uh, bios on this window um, with like our major, like what we're interested in. And then it was like, eh, I like comedy. Uh, also going to med school for some reason uh, with like a picture of me and a uh, Viking horns and like a bunch of furs. And they're like, I look, looking back, I'm like, why did they leave their kid? Like he's the one running the camp. Cool. Um, yeah. So one day there was this kid who was brought in who was being bullied. I, uh, kind of took him under my wing. Um, I, he like wasn't fitting in. So I gave him the, the duties of being like my, uh, co-director, um, so he, he ran around and he would like run errands and he was like the cool person for the day. Cause I gave him a lot to do. I guess he told his dad about it and his dad comes in and he's like this well-respected surgeon who is like, he comes in, I guess he's waiting to say thanks or whatever and sees my bio. And he's like, Hey, I'm a surgeon. Would you like to shadow a surgery? And at like, I, I was 20 at the time. I was like, hell yeah, that's, uh, that'd be amazing. He's like, cool. We're doing a cabbage. And I was like, 
Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, exactly. I had, to go okay. home. I had to go home and look it up. It's a coronary artery bypass graft, so it's like an open heart surgery. The guy's a, a well-renowned cardiothoracic surgeon at a nearby hospital. So I was like, all right, this is, this is great. Took off work the next day, and uh, he just gave me his phone number. So I get to the hospital. I'm asking around for him, and uh, nobody's quite sure what's going on. So I call him, and he's like, all right, here's what you got to do. The door's going to open up at 645. That's when like so-and-so's shift is. Uh, Just go in. First door to your left, there's going to be some scrubs. They're going to be in a dirty clothes hamper, but they're clean. Put those on. In this locker, there's going to be an ID for you. Um, It's not going to be your face, but it looks enough like you from a distance. (laughs) And... (laughs) Cause you're supposed to actually have, I realized later you're supposed to have a permission slip from your school and they're supposed to pre-approve it quickly. Did I realize this was not the case? Yeah. Oh, so, um, I'm putting it on <laughs> and the person you're sneaking into a surgery sitting, and it was so easy. Uh, it was <laughs> so easy. The door opened up and I was just like, and I was in like a button up cause I was like, Oh, I got to look like I'm, yeah. so I just look like, uh, like a Mormon, <laughs> like a door to door, like, uh, I don't know, just, I just walk in and I took a left and I like took off all my dress clothes, put on these ill-fitting scrubs and the ID definitely didn't look like me. Uh, it was like this guy with like crazy facial hair and like <laughs> black hair. And I was like, okay. So I go in and I meet with them and, uh, they have me scrub in, which is like, you know, you wash your mm-hmm. hands, you do all that. And then like the surgical tech was putting on the, the gloves and like the, the scrubs and whatever. And I was like, cool. So I get all of that on and I, naturally take a step back to get out of everybody's way and he was like no 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 no. come up here come up here and so like i walk up to the table where there's just uh his the guy's face is covered and it's just like a square around where his chest is and like (laughs) i was like oh this is okay and so i'm standing there and you have to keep your hands in a box like where you can see them at all times so it's like above the hip uh really below. yeah so you'll always see in like doctor shows and whatnot they're just kind of standing with their hands out um that's because in <laughs> the medical world if your hands go outside of where you can see them it's considered unsanitary because you're like well what happened when it was not when you couldn't see it um interesting yeah so i had to put my hands on the body because they were like that's oh. the place where like you don't want to wear out your hands so my hands are just there and I was like, cool. Is it, you said the body like on the man. Yeah. On a living man <laughs> who is, uh, who's, who's laying there unconscious, probably fearing for his life going, like getting the mask on thinking, oh, maybe I things. Hope I, yeah. Hope, hope I live. Uh, um, so I'm there and they, they, uh, they start like they put in the IV, they do all this. And then they like, they test by tapping the wrist. And if blood squirts out, that means it was put on correctly. As a joke, they aimed it at me, tapped, no. blood squirts on my scrubs. And I was like, and I got lightheaded because I was like, oh, that's like someone else's blood. I guess, I I guess. Uh, <laughs> there's, oh. there's way too much bullshit happening. I, oh, ex- <laughs> well, this is like, okay. So then they're like, everybody's being very professional. <laughs> After that point, it's like 30 minutes of being like, okay, like testing the levels or whatever. They're like, all right, so uh, we're good to go. Yep. Um, oh, actually, uh, the anesthesiologist is like, uh, I, I got the mix. And so he pulls out a CD um, 
puts it in the player and the I swear to God, the first song that plays is Tupac's Hit Him Up, which if you're unfamiliar with the way that song starts yeah. is, um, and excuse my language, uh, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> and I was just taken aback. And he starts like dancing over to the table, like gets his tools and they start cracking open the rib cage, which is the worst thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But it's Tupac's hit him up as playing and they're cracking open this guy's rib cage and like cutting everything to make it like nice and clean. And I'm like near fainting. Um, And this is like a very long process. Uh, And after that song, it's like a collection of Bob Marley songs. Um, (laughs) Which I also later found out that almost every surgeon listens to songs, but not that aggressive, I oh guess. God. Like I, I shouted a few more and they were like 80s, like synth yeah. music and whatever, just like whatever that doctor wants to listen to. But anywho, they were all in on this uh, fun thing. And then he, they make an incision on the leg because what they're doing is taking part of the artery from this guy's leg and using it to replace the valve in the heart uh-huh. or repair it. And, uh, he cuts open a thing in the leg, and so there's a hole there, and uh, he goes, put your finger in that hole. No. <laughs> he goes, put your finger in that hole, and I was like, uh-huh. and he goes, do you know how many med school students would kill for this opportunity? Put your finger in that hole. And I look around, and nobody's smiling, and so I was like, okay, and I just put my finger in this guy's leg hole, <laughs> and then I pull it out, and he was like, no smiling or anything. He's just like, okay. And then continues, and I was like, all right. Uh, And this is about hour three and a half of just standing there. (laughs) As it goes on, uh, starts repairing the heart, and it it nicks a little bit, which is normal. But the blood, again, is squirting on me. But this time, like, the heart beats Uh and will shoot blood with every beat. It's like beat, squirt, beat, squirt. And they're Almost laughing. Like a reggae song. Yeah. <laughs> they're laughing um, because I'm just like, they're like, oh, yeah, somebody's got to be the unlucky one. And I was just like collecting blood <laughs> on my scrubs, which I'm thinking I'm not even supposed to be here. If I walk out with bloody scrubs, like, who's, <laughs> they're like who are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jason. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, so th- it finally gets to this point where. They're, they're pretty much done repairing. And, uh, he's like, so do you want to, do you want to feel the heart? And I was like, I, no, I don't. And they're like, okay, touch a heart, like touch it. And so I get two fingers and I just like put my hand on this like guy's heart. And he's like, you can give it a little squeeze. (gasps) He's like, the heart's resilient. You can give it a little squeeze. And so my hand, my hand is literally around this guy's heart as it, and it beats. And so you can, it's an insane feeling. And it, you can feel like everything pump and it's like super strong and you can feel like the liquid in it. It's, it was awful. Uh, I did not enjoy this. Um, and he like leans to me and he goes, congratulations. You're way ahead of anybody in medical school. (laughs) And I was like, cool. Uh, so they sew it up. That's all done. Um, and so I go back to my job, you know, a few weeks later he comes back and he's like, Hey, do you want to, uh, do you want to go to a, a clinical just to kind of see that side of things. Um, and I was like, yeah. And, uh, we go to the clinical guy walks in, it's an older man and he's like, Hey, uh, thank you so much. Um, 
I walked here. Like your what you did was amazing. Like I feel so good. I finally I feel great. And then I realize it's the guy from uh, that surgery. So he wanted me to come back and see the follow up to that man's surgery. And he was like in tears, thanking the doctor. He was like so appreciative. And all I could think about while I was sitting there was like, I've had my hand on your heart. <laughs> like for I've fun. Your, yeah. <laughs> like if you knew the whole, like what I was made to do while you were under. Uh, but he Whoa. ended up like later on, I found a couple of years later, like articles were written about this guy. He revolutionized a different way to do heart surgery <laughs> that cut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cut down the way that uh like the recovery time exponentially. So like really? yeah. You gotta have a youth to squeeze yeah, you, on. <laughs> the trick is uh some scared little boys' hands. Oh cool. So where are we going? Where are we going? We're gonna you you said you wanted to sneak in somewhere. Where are we going? We're gonna go to like a I don't know, like a like a bar or like some sort of rave or something like that. <laughs> where why are we outside the the hospital? <laughs> um we're sort of going to a rave. It's what do you mean? Doctor rave. A doctor rave? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I saw this flyer and uh, we gotta check it out. Look, read it. This looks like a patient chart. No, man, it's a flyer for a party. <laughs> I swear. It just says that uh, Bruce Andrews is going to get an open heart surgery at 4 p.m. 4 p.m.? Yeah, that's a time. There's a location. Uh, it says that there's going to be 10 cc's. Uh, come on, man, it's a party. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, no, he's... Hey, hey, guys. Oh. Um, be cool. My name's yeah. Bruce. Oh, yeah? yeah be uh, cool, be cool. Do you know where I get in? I've got a surgery. Um, maybe talk with the front desk or whatever, or, you know what? Hey, Bruce, uh, yeah. Bruce. Oh, look at this picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that, hey, Bruce, uh, yeah, maybe we could be part of your entourage or something. Oh, yeah, can we be your plus ones? Yeah, I didn't, plus know, two? That was, I didn't know that was a thing, but sure. Um, All right. I don't have many friends. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. great. Never knew great. friends with this illness. <laughs> Cut to them blowing through some doors to the to the to the ER. Wind flowing. All right, uh, boy, is there drinks here or anything like that? Uh, I think we passed a couple of crooked. vending machines, but man, I'm looking for like a beer. Yeah, I'm looking for a beer too. Bruce, could you get us a beer? Uh, yeah, Bruce, where's the beer? Why are you so pale? My my blood doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Um. Yeah, I'll look because you're so fucked up. Or? Yeah, because you're like on drugs. No, I was born with a disease. Oh, this might be my last go, but I'll look for a beer oh. if I can get my legs to work right. Yeah, I've been that drunk before where my legs aren't working right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last weekend I was partying with Davey down by the creek. We had so much we had so much beer I fell off a rope swing and uh, couldn't walk for a couple hours. <laughs> hey, fine. What? Hey. What are the three of you doing in here? Huh? Oh, I'm supposed to get surgery. Oh, but oh, was, yeah. Um, but I was wondering, do you know where to score some beer? <laughs> score some beer? Yeah. Let me. What's this chart? Oh, your blood doesn't work. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, this is a blood transfusion, right? And these are the two donors. We're gonna get you guys in the. They're with you, right? Uh, oh. 
Hey, does that get us the sweet drinks? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you're going to be up on uh, morphine and some IVs. They're not oh, sweet. Yeah, we're donating. Huh? <laughs> Hook us up. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Kay. This really means a lot. If okay. we have less blood, we'll get fucked up faster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, less blood. Okay. Your blood alcohol level will be too much alcohol. Yeah, not enough blood. Okay. You're not having any alcohol. Does this, this have it? morphine in it? <laughs> <laughs> it? No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, come on. Share. Give me some. Give me oh, some. God. Here, oh, take the needle out and put it in mine. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Well, they <laughs> dose themselves. Okay. Ooh, careful, woozies. Okay. Uh, wheelchair, wheelchair, wheelchair. Did you the... always got the wheelchair, dude. <laughs> okay. You're like always right there with the wheelchair. That's what I love about you. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Reach into my back pocket. Yeah. I brought a couple of glow sticks. What? Yeah, reach into her back pocket. We got glow okay, sticks. Okay, okay. Well, crack uh, here. Crack them, crack them, crack them, okay. crack them. Shake them up. Okay, here. Shake them up and crack Hold on to these. We're going to get you into the old crack operating up room. Shake them up. Oh, boy. Okay. Um. Oh, Bruce got sunglasses on. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce looks cool, man. Bruce looks cool as heck. Okay, uh, great. The fluorescents are too bright. <laughs> My yeah. eyes, see, they also don't work. You'll get used to it, Bruce. Hey, you want to touch my hair? Yeah, touch his hair. It's super <laughs> soft. I'm just going to touch my hair, Bruce. I'll touch yours. Find a vein. Oh. <sighs> yeah, I guess that's soft. Find a vein here. <laughs> just doing this in the hallway? <laughs> this is the operating room I wheeled you into, you <laughs> fucking looped You're up. We're so lit. We don't even know where we are. Dude, are we good? Oh, we're about to get real fucked up. Which? Where's the dance floor, by the way? Where's some okay. fucking tunes, dude? Where's the dudes? Where's the deeds? Uh The uh, surgeon will put on tunes when he gets here. You'll probably be out by then. <laughs> so let's see. You're surgeon. doing the blood transfusion. You're doing. You're uh, giving a kidney. Is that correct? What's that? A kidney? Dude, you're kidney? giving a kidney, man? Would you please? <laughs> I got I two of them. Yeah, man, give a kidney, dude. I'll pass you a kidney. You pass the duchy to the left. That's on <laughs> Come on, give me that duchy. That's a, here's a duchy. Do you have a duchy? What is a duchy? <laughs> Bruce. Come on, Bruce. A square. <laughs> Come on, Bruce. We you definitely to after the surgery. <laughs> these three are coming, too. What? <sighs> Morning, sleepyheads. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Hey. I feel great. Where are we, man? Well, right in here. I found you outside the hospital, you see. And you gave me your blood and a kidney. You gave me huh? another chance in life. And I'll never be able to repay you. Wait. What? Which one of us gave you a kidney? <laughs> There's oh, no it's cut me. On me. Yeah. It's me for sure. <laughs> they cut my back area. Yeah. What the hell? You took advantage of us. <laughs> Police. Oh. You, can, you stole a needle from a doctor and injected yourself and then willingly no. offered to give me your kidney. That doesn't sound like us. Yeah, I'm on honor roll. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> He's also on the debate team. I'm on the debate team, so Captain. prepare to be destroyed. Debated. I don't want to debate. I just want to go out and live my life. Why would I give you a kidney? I don't even know who you are. I'm Bruce. Bruce. Check that paper in your back pocket. <gasps> this is a... We thought this is, this is a flyer to some party. What party is happening at the general hospital? I don't know. What did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? It was a sick <laughs> underground party. You said you wanted to go to more parties. And I found one. You guys looking for a party? What? Uh, 
Hey, it's a janitor behind the curtain. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I'd party. Yeah, I'd party. Okay. How many kidneys you got? One, <laughs> I think. Two, two, I think. I got one good one and one shriveled up one. You can't come. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, right this way. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> okay. He's got his own theme music. <laughs> Hey, there's a strobe light in this hallway. <laughs> He's just taking us to a janitor closet. <laughs> we go inside the janitor closet. It's huge. <laughs> Diplo's playing. <laughs> Crack those glow sticks, kiddos. Whoa. No, this is what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Ooh, I can't stand. Hey, come on. Can't stand. Ooh. You just had sharp surgery. pain in the back. Ooh, I know. Ooh. Y'all guys want to donate a kidney? I, for what? We get fucked up and then we donate our kidneys. For the high, bro. Cut to the next morning. <laughs> Hey guys, good morning. Oh man, he's twice as happy now. Yeah. Thanks for giving me that other kidney. I can't pee. I can't believe you gave him two and I gave him none. Oh man, that guy can't hold his no kidneys. Here, just put this jacket on. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, this FBI badge isn't going to have your face, but it's close enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Clip. All right. Cool. Ready? We're going to do an FBI sting. All right. Okay. Uh, you know how to fire one of these? Oh, oh my God. That's um, the sniper of... rifle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I haven't been properly trained in it, but I, I think it's... You know how many agents in training would kill for this position? Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. Thank okay. you for the opportunity. Cool. Um, okay, look through that. That's where scope. I put the bullets in. Mm-hmm. That's okay. where you put the bullets in. Great. Yeah, look through that scope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, you everything's see that close. Fucking scumbag. Which one? Oh, the one that ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get him right in your sights. Okay. And then just squeeze that trigger. I don't feel comfortable with this. Hey, Biff. <laughs> What? Don't call me by my name while we're doing it. Oh, shit. Uh, Smurf. Yeah, good. Yeah. I can't describe it, but I feel like there's... I feel like there's a... There's a bullet coming for me. What are you talking about? I feel like somebody's gonna get me. A <laughs> bullet misses by five feet. Ah. <laughs> See? Uh, hey, what the fuck? Ooh, uh, my hand's a little shakier than I thought. Oh, my God. Um, don't worry, they're... They're just looking around, but they're still standing still. Just take the drugs. Just take the drugs. Come on, man. You saw that bullet. It's coming for us. Well, let's get the exchange over and let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's always what you say. I want to be proactive. I want to save our lives. Who cares about the drugs? I care about the drugs. And by the way, who is this kid you brought with you to this deal? It's my son. <laughs> I don't... <sighs> okay, I see the... Do I do I aim for the kid? What? Do I aim for the kid? What? Why would you He's aim for the smaller? Kid? It looks like he'd go down faster. <laughs> Good FBI instincts, but no, we're not killing kids. We're killing a drug dealer. Okay. 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 Now you, it looks like you've got another chance to get a shot yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Second time's a charm. Okay. I swear. Yeah. God damn it! We don't have enough time for him to measure out all the all the drugs to make sure it's proper. He's learning math. I don't. 
I don't care if he's learning math. Just trust Eight me that I got it. Eight is a cup. <laughs> yes. Good, Jeremy. <laughs> or is it 16? Um, you have to learn because you have to get me out of this life. Okay, sorry. Right. Get you out of what? Get him out. Get you out of this life. You're not happy with the. Oh my, my life! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> what is happening? Um, I got him in the leg so that he couldn't get away. Oh my god! I snuck into the FBI. <sighs> you got him in the leg. We're supposed to be taking these guys out. Oh, all right. Okay. See, I work at a grocery store right now. All right. We, Do you want to work at a grocery store the rest of your life? I'm going behind this car. I think the bullet's coming from up there. Just, just, hey, let's make the exchange and get the fuck out of here. Wait, I do see two guys up there. It looks like they're just having a conversation. I'm going to wave. <laughs> they're waving. What are you they're doing? Waving. Yeah, they're waving. Well, I, I, don't, I just want them to know it's nothing personal. I'm going to give them a thumbs up just so he knows that we're good guys. I think oh my they've God. already made up their mind that we're not good guys. You're going to confuse them. They, why does your what is it, why does your boy have a gun? I gave uh, it to him. Eight bullets in a clip. <laughs> good, Jeremy. Or is it sixteen? Uh, yeah, we'll work on it. Uh, take him out. And let's the get kid this fucking deal away. done. <laughs> okay. The Look, kid armed himself and then left. <laughs> Stop worrying about the kid, okay? Well, now he's, I feel like he's a legitimate danger. Oh, my God. The kid is fine. You need to take care of these drug dealers. We've been following them for months, and they keep slipping out of our grasp because of their ties to politics. Now, <laughs> care to explain? I can't. I'm not even supposed to have you here. I can't give you that detailed information. Now, waste those assholes. Okay, Pulling the trigger. Come on, just give me the money and we'll get out of here. Fine. Here. God, this bag is so heavy. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> uh, we cut to the crime scene. There's an investigator. All right. Well, yes, looks like both of them died. There's evidence there's a third party here. There's new fingerprints on the... Uh, Scale to weigh the drugs. Um, go ahead, sport. If you want to touch any of the dead bodies, you go right ahead. Uh, I don't, I don't want to touch any dead bodies. Just go ahead. You know how many you know how many forensic students would be would kill for something like this. Go ahead, look look them in their dead eyes. Just Here, just see see the eye. Oh come on! Oh God! Just don't. Oh, God. it's funny if you the bullet wounds will spray blood for just a little bit after the. Uh, you squeezed after. his arm. Yes, boy. You made blood squirt on me. You might not be cut out for this after all. You know, Zach's dad coaches his soccer team. And it sounds like a better dad. Wow. Well, does Zach's dad allow his soccer team to? Kiss a dead to make two dead bodies kiss each other. No, <laughs> come on, kids don't like Check that this stuff. Out. What do you mean they don't like that stuff? They play Barbies all the time. Barbies are different than dead, full adult bodies. That's Dad. true. Barbies don't have dinglings. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> uh, stop! What, what's weird about this? Everything's weird about this. <laughs> you started off so professional, and now you're dingling a dead guy. It, he's dead. He doesn't matter. It you can does play matter. With Dad, I think this stop. is actually a great first dick for you to see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Oh, my assistants are judging me. You, you don't like this? You think this is too much? Are you kidding much? me? What is wrong with you? That's a child. Look, I don't have kids, but I definitely wouldn't show him a dead man's dick. Well, maybe you can judge when you're a dad. You wrote me up for eating on the job, you fucking asshole. What is wrong with you? Who eats goldfish at a crime scene? There's crumbs everywhere. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah. That was... Uh, that was an intense story. <laughs> That's one of the most specific, weird stories we've ever had on the show, for sure. Um, Courtney, what would you like to talk about? Um, I kind of want to talk about uh, a very... Like, my own, like the time I tried therapy. Okay. Uh, man, uh, for... The bulk of my 20s, I was uh, like a functioning alcoholic. And there are like a lot of reasons for that, all, all of which are uh, entangled with my like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was about 23, I remember like pulling up to uh, the like duplex that I lived in at that time. And like my sister called me and I answered the phone and she basically told me this was like, Uh, the week before like Easter. Uh, and she like told me like, Hey, um, so just so you know, uh, I might be going to prison. And I was like, what? (laughs) Just like sitting in my driveway and like having this conversation. And, uh, she basically had told me that she had been on house arrest. Uh, she had like gotten arrested and like been on house arrest since January, um, and she was like, but my court date is coming up, uh, in like two weeks. Uh, she was living in Grand Prairie where I'm from at the time with my mom and uh, I was living in Austin. And so I basically had like, she basically told me like one of two like weekends to like drive down there to see her because when her court date happened, like there was a good chance that she would go in. Um, and that she was like, could possibly get up to 20 years. Holy shit. Whoa. Um, how old were you at the time? I'm sorry. I was about 23. Okay. Uh, and I'm 29 now. Um, and so, man, so I feel like to talk about just one piece of this is so like, it, there's just like a lot of convolution around it. But uh, essentially, like what it is, is uh, my sister was uh, like addicted to heroin and found herself, you know, uh, she was like living at home with my mom at the time. My mom's been like, uh, ill my entire adult life. And so my sister was the one who like moved back home to like, uh, take care of her once it got like more serious. And my sister, uh, had been like, you know, had some, uh, was like a troubled uh, youth because of some trauma that she had as a child. And just like, you know, sometimes we go one way and sometimes we go the other. And, uh, so she had, you know, essentially like been on heroin and in order to like keep her, habit uh, going she had started like selling it and so uh, the the crazy thing is like um what she actually went in for and like what is actually like on her uh docket i guess was conspiracy and that is because uh my sister was so entangled in this like huge like heroin uh ring that she had like sent a text message that had like been (laughs) 
intercepted by the FBI and essentially like ruined a like sting uh, operation. So they like were like waiting for this drug deal to happen. Like her text message went through kind of like warning the person. And so instead of like this drug deal going through, like it didn't go through. And so the FBI like. Wow. How did she know? Do you know uh, that? How did she know? How did she know to warn them? Uh, I think like somebody, it was kind of like somebody told her and then she was the one who sent the message. So it could have been like anyone. That uh, seems like a phone call, not a text. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's crazy because like that uh, mixed with just like the ongoing like health issues and then like other just like God, like uh, a lot of like lies and just like things that I found out as I got older, like with my family, like that just like sent me in this like deep uh, depression. And I was already like drinking a lot. Like I didn't really start drinking until I was 21. And then it was like off to the races, mm-hmm. uh, no looking back. And I was working at a doctor's office at the time, uh, which had started like as a temporary job where I was going to be like scanning in medical records to like update that doctor's office. Um, and that turned into just like me doing medical billing and like <laughs> hating my life. Um, and so like I just like found myself like uh, having like all this like severe anxiety. I was like I had like gained a lot of weight. I was like 200 pounds. Uh, my sister was like going to prison. She did end up going to prison. She's currently in prison. She got Damn. 15 years and eight months. Holy moly. Um, and so, For a text? I didn't uh, even know that was possible. Yeah, the thing is, like... Sorry, I don't mean to oh, prod no. too hard here. No, uh, the thing is, like, it was a federal case. Um, so when it's a federal case, uh, the it works on a point system. And so because she had had, like, prior arrests for, like, drugs, uh, she had had a couple of DWIs, things like that, that those points all added up to that amount of time. And then, uh, what I found out just recently, I found out that like, uh, the reason why she got that amount of time, uh, and we had to have this conversation like in person because like when we speak and (laughs) it's like monitored, Mm -hmm. uh, can't have like a real conversation, uh, you know, cause it's, it's just weird to think like, well, somebody's listening to this and screening it to make sure. Uh, um, but yeah, the reason why is because, they basically said like, give us these names. And she said, no. Uh, and she said no, because she was like, well, it was a big enough deal to where if I would have done that, uh, you would be dead. And uh, like our family would be in danger. And, uh, that's just how it would be. Um, you know, our last name isn't, uh, isn't common. So it would have just been very easy. Uh, and so that was just like mind blowing to me. And then, uh, Yeah, that was just like to find that out because I was I had like for like the last like five years, I had just been like like five or six years. I had just been like so confused as to like, like, why? Why doesn't make sense? People murder people and get less time. Uh, It just makes no sense to me. But now with that information, I'm like, oh, it's because she didn't like cooperate with like Hmm. the system. Um, Damn. Yeah. She's clean now, though, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think she has to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so. It's interesting because I was working at this doctor's office and I found myself like crying every day. Couldn't like control that. Uh, Couldn't like go to sleep without just getting like blitzed. Um, And like my anxiety had like manifested itself in such that like I was like paranoid. I thought that like somebody was coming to like murder me. I thought that like I was in danger. and, And that was just like a completely like 
its own beast. Like that had just like become a thing on its own and I couldn't like shake it. I think, I think it may have started because in Austin there was like a murder of a young girl. Like she had gone to this bar and like been followed home and then murdered inside of her home. And so I think like my brain just like caught onto that and it just like spiraled. And I was like, it's going to happen to me. (sighs) Um, and so, uh, I worked at the doctor's office. I went to talk to my boss and I was like, I don't know what to do. I really feel like, you know, I'm losing it. I, and she was like, well, uh, and I told her more in depth about like some of the family issues surrounding, uh, Mm-hmm. everything. And she was like, well, you know, you can go to therapy and deal with this, you know, spend the next year or two dealing with this now. She's like, or you can just suffer for the next 10 years and probably uh, end up a lot worse off. Uh, she was like, so I just, you know, go to this person and, uh, you know, see how it goes. And she recommended me one of her friends. And so I was like, okay. So I like made an appointment. I had no idea like what therapy like how it was supposed to work or like Mm -hmm. what that experience was going to be like. I didn't ask anyone. I just like kind of thought like, okay, well this is her friend. So this will be fine. Uh, and I went and it was like, it was something like $250 for like one session. And Mm. like, uh, as a 23 year old, it's like, that's as a 29 year old, that's a lot of money. Um, but I thought like, this must be normal. This is a therapy. Uh, my mental health is important. Uh, I will do this. And, so it's crazy because I had like told her uh, about like my like paranoia and like the fear of being murdered and all of that stuff. And I told her about like my mom being uh, ill my entire life. And like uh, she was like, I think we can knock this out in four sessions. <laughs> and, I, and to me, I thought like, great. This yeah. is great. Uh, cool. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm going to be healed. This is perfect. Uh, four sessions. That's a lot of money. I, I can do that. Four sessions makes sense. Um, and then like. In that time, I had uh, like started uh, like dating someone uh, that was like ex- like fourteen years older than me, uh, and so I think like on my next session, like something had come up about that, and I was just like, "Well, what do you think about this?" And and to me, it felt all connected. I thought like my relationship with men has to do with this because of my anxiety and because of this and because of like my father and my mother and this and. Uh, And so I was talking to her and I remember her just like looking at me and just not really like giving me any kind of like feedback or anything, not saying anything, which I think is probably fairly normal. But she goes, "Okay, um, you know, when you first came in, what you had explained that you wanted to talk about and deal with was uh, your mother and your paranoia and, uh, like your fear of being murdered. She's like, but it kind of seems like now what you want to talk about is boys. And, uh, I was like, Oh boy. Oh, okay. Uh, and she was like, which we can do, but that's not what you really led me to believe. And, uh, and I was like, my God, I was like, okay. Uh, and and so then I felt like pressured to like, go like, well, my mom's dying. Uh, and I guess we could yeah. talk about that. And, and, and so then I started talking about that. And then like, uh, she was like, okay, well, I know I originally told you four sessions, but I think now, uh, you're going to need to come and you're going to need to be in therapy through your mother's death, uh, which, uh, spoiler alert, my mom's still alive. So that mm-hmm. would have been <laughs> never ending. Uh, but like, Anyway, uh, needless to say, I did not make another appointment and uh, man, I never went, I never tried a different therapist. I was so like scarred. I felt like Mm -hmm. embarrassed and I felt like duped, I guess. Uh, and since like then having conversations over the last like years 
with friends, they were just like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, that was a bad therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so that's crazy. That's a terrible therapist. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the worst I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty shocking. And to know and like also I just like never spoke to my boss about it because like that was like her friend, friend. And, yeah, and my boss was my grandmother's friend, so I was like, Ugh. "What did I get myself into?" Yeah, right. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm sober now. I uh, I got sober uh, actually after moving here. The first year, I like drank a lot, uh, and then uh, started working at a new job. And there was a my boss working there was sober, and he was like four years younger than me. And I was like, "Look at this guy! Wow, he's like highly functional and like." very cool and he was like from texas and like i just related to him and i thought like man if he can do it i feel like i can do this and so i've been sober since july of 20 uh 2016 so wow almost a year and a half awesome that's that's great yeah still never gone back to therapy though white knuckling it i mean like the thing i'm we can cut this out if you don't want to share this by the way uh uh like i feel like the way that i've that most people stop drinking or whatever is like AA or like uh, therapy would be like a huge part of it. Like, was it just like cold turkey? Yeah, I was in a, like when I first started, when I first moved to LA, uh, the job that I got that I kept the longest was bartending. And uh, I would just like stay after work, like get trashed. Mm. Uh, I was like working in downtown. So I could like take the Metro and it was like, whatever. Uh, but I think I just like was so unhappy and, and that seemed like the trend in my life, uh, that I was like, like depending on alcohol. And I was thinking about like, what do I spend my time doing? And it was always like, let's get a drink, uh, Mm. you know, drinks during, uh, indie shows, drinks after the show, drinks before the show. Um, it was just like always there. And I was also like in a relationship at that time. And so I was like, I think I want to get out of this relationship. And I think I really need to like do some work on myself. And in order to like feel like I was making the right decision and not an emotional decision or a drunk decision, I was like, I need to just like get rid of any like outside uh, influences. So I just like stopped uh, smoking weed and, and stopped drinking just so that I could have like a clear head. And, and in my mind it was like, well, this is just going to be you like finally dealing with yourself and uh-huh. like dealing with your shit. Um, Cause I mean, it's a lot, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff. And I, and I feel like uh, when I did stop drinking for a while, I was like, what? do I do with my time? Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. It was insane. I was thinking like, I can't think of a single thing to do that doesn't involve alcohol, but that's not because those things don't exist. That's just because that's how I was living my life. Yeah. Um, those are the activities that I was choosing. And now, uh, that I've like been away from it for so long, it's like, I've been a vegetarian for 15 years and I don't think twice about eating meat. It's not part of my life. It's not part of me. Yeah. And so, I thought like, well, man, that can be my relationship with alcohol too, is that it'll just be like, oh, well, that's just not something I do. Yeah. Um, and I've made that choice for these reasons. And, uh, man, I like, I don't want to say that it's one of those things where it's like, this is forever because I don't really believe in that. I feel Uh like people are constantly changing and evolving. Uh, but I do know 
that like for now it is working for me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's it. Um, I haven't talked about this in the show, but I've, I toyed it. I dabbled in AA <laughs> for a little while. Uh, and I think I hated about it. Uh, not to say if it works for you, great. I'm not to say that there's parts of it that did not work for me. And one of them was like, I couldn't envision myself going into meetings two or three times a week and being like, oh, I've got the disease. Mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic and I just like, I need to like come here and like talk about how bad it was. And then like how good it is. Like there's more to it than that. There's like steps you go through and everything, but like, it was sometimes it would be there'd be great meetings, but the thing was it was like it was so hopeless in in a lot of t- cases where like it was the opposite of like I made a decision where it's not part of my life. And when I quit smoking, that's how I I got hypnotized. That's how they told me to do that. It's like you're just a non-smoker. You just don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But like with AA, it's sort of like to me it was just dragged it on of of just like I'm gonna have to be going to these meetings 20 years later. Yeah, it's putting it's putting the thing that you want to distance yourself from in the forefront of your mind all the time, like reminding you that you're still fighting. Yeah, that's that's ominous. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah, like not to shit on it as a program, but I just find that interesting that you kind of arrived there yourself and it's been working for you. Uh, Whereas like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I like, I think, I think it's, it's still amazing to me that it has happened. Yeah. Uh, just because of like, I mean, there were, there was a period of years of my life where I was like, I can't remember the last day I like did not drink. Mm -hmm. Like there was, yeah, it, it like, it was like, if I didn't drink for a period of time, a day it was an active choice where I was like I can't drink today and then usually I would just end up doing it anyway mm-hmm. for whatever reason and I think that's something that I think about a lot too is like as my life has continued like uh, I was uh, you know lucky enough to uh, officiate a friend's uh, wedding and I was like man that wedding's coming up am I really gonna, not going to drink at this wedding mm-hmm. but the way I think about it is like man there's always going to be something yeah there's always going to be a reason to drink if you're looking for a reason to drink and uh there's always going to be an occasion and i think it's just like well i think it's just about like saying yeah like just saying well that's just that's i know that that's true and that's just it i'm gonna have a good time regardless and i have to like stay true to what's working for me and not like give myself those reasons mm-hmm. when i know that it's like it doesn't jive with me personally Hell yeah. Yeah. And you save money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no joke. And to lose weight, dude. Yeah. I'm talking real shit. Oh, so um looking at your chart right here, it says you want to lose a hundred pounds. Um yes. cool, cool, cool. I think we can knock that out in two sessions. Two training sessions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real good. <laughs> Sign me up if we can if we can work out twice and I can lose a hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm into it. Thing is, this is a bit of an immersion situation. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna test your body. We're gonna push it to the limit. Uh huh. We're gonna make you fear for your life. <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Each session is four weeks long. Oh, that's different than I thought. I thought I would maybe come in once. So- Maybe like four days of the week for like an hour and I don't no, know, no, do no. some yoga or something. You're not going home for a while. Okay. Well, my kid has soccer practice. Mm. I got to pick him up at you five. You want me 30. to start chasing him now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and drop him in the wild. <laughs> We're going to hunt you. Excuse me? We're hunting. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> put the weighted okay. boots on him. <laughs> I've got a very important board meeting. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going over whether or not we're going to uh, have green boots or red boots in our fall line. Hey, stop. Start running or I'm pulling out your fingernails. Oh, Jesus, God. Hey, stop it. Come out, come out, wherever you are. I'm right here in front of the Subway sandwich shop. Get him. <laughs> I, I thought you were dropping me in the wild. I got to... You, this is the, you hope you get to the wild. <laughs> you have to make your way to the wild. <laughs> what? One fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I quit, uncle. Uncle, oh, there's uncle. No, there's no quitting. Uh, cut to the uh, <laughs> the boardroom two months later. I am so excited about this new line. I'm yes. glad we went with green. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, 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 everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow, you look great. I look great, do I? Yeah, you are thin. <laughs> Thank you so much. And bleeding from your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Did we go with the red or the green? Oh, we're just discussing. <laughs> I, uh, what I'm happened sorry. to you? Oh, well, I uh, I lost some weight. <laughs> Your suit is huge on you now. Yeah, I guess I I didn't have time to go suit shopping. Also, I can't grip a pencil because I don't have any fingernails. Uh, How much weight did you lose? 100. 100, huh? Looks about like 95, 96. You know what, Russ? (laughs) I'd say you're four pounds still overweight. Yeah. Well, let's just call it 100 and let's... Trust me, you don't want to go back to this trader. (laughs) You look... Terrible, but I bet you feel great. I mean, losing that amount of weight, I mean, what's it like? Well, I ruined all the relationships in my life. Uh, My son was kidnapped after soccer practice. Uh, No one picked him up. There's a helicopter hovering around there. <laughs> oh, God, I got to go. <laughs> ollie, ollie, oxen free. <laughs> I still got two days left of training. Uh, you, you went with the red or the green? We went red with green. The, you went with green? Yes. Uh, I'd put a strong vote in for red. <laughs> but if you think the red boots will look better on Paddington Bear, let's do it. Uh, all right. I got to go. <laughs> Pulls a ripcord. <laughs> Bear is shooting down. <laughs> I'm so fucking hungry. Hey, do you know the time? What? You know what time it is? Um, it's uh, quarter past two. Is it fatty? <laughs> oh my god! Him! He ripped his face off. <laughs> hey, you guys can't do this outside this huh? quiz nose. What? You can't do this here. We're trying to run a business. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, we're not. Sorry, we didn't mean to impose on your business. Now buy something or buzz off. Oh, um, well, if we if we buy something, can we keep torturing this man? Uh, I don't care about <laughs> what? that. Just trying to sell some subs. I'll take a six inch, uh, th- uh, one with salami. One with salami, come it up. An eight inch meatball marinara, <laughs> if I could. Really? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> that guy does not eat. <laughs> no. I was gonna say, at your size, meatballs, really. <laughs> My size. This is a big suit. I look like David Byrne in this thing. <laughs> Would you just pick something out so that we can get back to this? 
I, I don't know. Can I have a tuna fish surprise? <laughs> a tuna fish surprise? <laughs> yeah, tuna fish and something else. Well, we don't have that, but I guess I, we do have tuna fish. I guess I could make it some kind of surprise. Uh, hmm. I'll put my sock in it. Well, I heard that. Oh. Oh. Well, it was supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> Oh, uh, shoot. I was hoping to catch you at home, Courtney. Uh, I guess I'll just leave this message. Um, don't do that deal. The drug deal. Don't do that drug deal. Should I have left this on the message? Maybe not. Um, I'll, uh, sorry. I probably shouldn't have left this on your voicemail. Sorry. Um, I'll just leave a message on your Facebook. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, call me if you get this. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, Hey, Courtney. Um, yeah. Weird stuff's happening on your social. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, it's a joke. Poke. Drugs. <laughs> uh, Why are you looking at my desktop? Uh, I'm nosy. Um, I've got to report this. What? I've got to report this. You're just my cubicle mate. You don't have to report anything. I also volunteer... As a watchman at the end of the at, at, after hours. As a superhero, the watchman? No, no, no. I just kind of walk around and I watch. Anywho, um, I got to report. I got to report this to the police. Jeff. Yeah. You're sad. You don't have anything going on in your life. So you're just peeking over at my desktop, looking at my life. And now you're going to report it just so you have something going on. Telegram for Courtney. Oh, no. Old-timey ways of telling me. <laughs> Singing Telegram. Oh, no. <laughs> me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you shouldn't do the drug deal. There's nothing in it for you. Oh, you sure warmed up a lot. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. People are listening. 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 Yes, thank you. Please leave my office. <laughs> In fact, uh, oh, no, this telegram, telegram, telegram is, is a, a bad, bad idea. idea. Uh, it's not a barbershop quartet if you're one uh, person going telegram, telegram, telegram. <laughs> it's supposed to be voices going one after the other, not the same person. Well, you said quartet. It, doesn't that mean four? Yes. Telegram. Telegram. No, you go up. You're all doing the same key. Telegram. 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 We're all baritones. <laughs> Please leave my office, and I won't be tipping you either. Look, quit holding out your hand. I'm not going to give you money. Dip. No, I just specifically said I wasn't going to tip you. Why would I tip you? Who sent you here? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that I'm supposed to say. You tip. You're here. We're looking us in the face. You give tip. You give tip. No. Tip. We cut to the barbershop quartet headquarters. <laughs> well, first of all, this all this whole thing went to hell when Pete died. Yeah. 
He did all the high parts. <laughs> Uh, but hey, boss, we need we need you need to send us on better. You need to put a thing in on the website that says uh, "person receiving tips" because we are getting nothing out there. Oh, you're not gonna get my sympathy. What? Oh my God! You don't come in here complaining until you bring Daddy the tips. We don't have tips. Well, Daddy, whose fault is that? And- can you pull back your cloak just this once? I want to see what you look like. No one can see my face. Daddy, we're not getting <laughs> We're not getting any <laughs> tips at all. We're not making any money. All right. I can't go out on the town. I can't buy my kids Christmas presents. I got nothing going on. Well, the only way to break the curse of the barbershop quartet is to pay the genie $250. <laughs> Until then, you're locked in. How deep does this go? Oh, it goes very deep. I was a curious young boy who rubbed a lamp, and the genie came out, and instead of giving me three wishes, he gave me a list of demands. That's a shitty genie. Yeah. Well, I I didn't control him. He controls me, and now he controls all of you. We got to genie headquarters. (laughs) Hey, where's the $250? We were promised $250. Look, I think people are a little upset that um, their expectations are being broken. They're rubbing a lamp, we're coming out, and we're sticking out our hands asking for $250. I don't... That's a misnomer that every genie has to grant wishes. We can also be genies who need money. Demanding genies? Yeah. Then why would anyone rub a lamp? Why would anyone rub a lamp? This is a scam. Haven't you guys ever been part of a scam? This is unbelievable. All I asked for is for you guys to bring me $250. (laughs) Sometimes it works. Here's $250. Thank you. Suck up. Thank you. What are you going to do with that $250? I owe it to a magician. Magician headquarters. (laughs) Why can't we just make the money appear? That's not how magic works, Raul. We need... Sleight of hand stuff. It's not real. <laughs> you fool. Hey, God, you're such a fool, Raul. Listen. <laughs> wait. <they'll- laughs> wait. Magic isn't real? <sighs> no. Why do you think you have to buy a rabbit? You can't just go and say abracadabra and hope for a rabbit. Oh, my God. I saw <laughs> I saw Gale in half. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We cut to the surgery table. There we go. Just stitch it right here. Hold on a second. Let's set some mute music. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in here. Up in here. Wow, you guys have great voices. Go ahead. Go ahead, sport. Stick your finger in this woman's butt. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, you know how many? You know, first of all, you get to be at one of these very rare re- body reattachment surgeries, so you're already ahead of half, half the uh, half the med students in the whole country. Doctor, More than half. Look, I should have known something was weird when I walked in here, and you're wearing a leather jacket, and you uh, got sunglasses, and and all that. I know you're. What's like, weird? What's weird? What's weird about that? Well. The lights are out and there's nobody else here. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I don't want to be a part of this. Wow. All right. Sit yourself. 
Do you see the name on the outside of this wing of the hospital? Yeah. It's my name. Oh, I didn't gather that. <laughs> you didn't? No. God. Hey, hey excuse me. Uh, is this where the party is? Uh, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's wearing a leather jacket. This must be where the party is. Come on in. Did a glow stick just explode in your back pocket? Ooh, shit. <laughs> oh, crap. You got to get these things from the expensive store. <laughs> from a quarter mile of bullets fired from a gun. <laughs> Goes through the hospital window, heading for the cool surgeon in the sunglasses. <laughs> Catches it in his teeth. He got a bullet in his teeth. Magic is real. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I aimed for I aimed for his head, but he caught it with his teeth. What is the matter with you? I that I don't feel like is my fault. Are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. <laughs> There's a tiny baby. Would you guys keep it down up here? I'm trying to sleep in my cool apartment. And by my apartment, I mean an apartment. By an apartment, I mean a rooftop. I own three things. (laughs) (laughs) Including this baby. I get Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Meet Improv. That was yeah, ridiculous. Those were, uh, those were amazing stories. Yeah, those were uh, incredible. Thank you for sharing those thank with you. us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so, fuck this week. Mm-hmm. Um, when can our listeners check that out? First and third Fridays at 8 p.m. at I.O. And the first Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Inner Sanctum. And oh, at 7 p.m. Inner Sanctum show in Los Angeles, uh, there's yes. a jam after. Yeah, it's so right. fun. It's I did fun. it last week. It was a blast. Uh um, anything else on social media or anything like that? Twitter or anything you want to plug? Nah, man, stay off my social. Stay, <laughs> stay off your social. Get out. Stay off my social. I, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my name is at C7er. So at C, the number seven ER. Great. So that's fun. Check Great. you out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You good? Anything else? Yeah, dude, I'm good. All right. Jake? <laughs> I'm fucking Great. good. Uh, come to Word Gross with Gilly the third Thursday of the month, UCB Franklin, 930. Uh, and check out Mondegreen, uh, UCB Herald team, Monday nights. Awesome. Um, I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter. I, I can also check me out on the teacher show, 7 p.m. UCB Sunset. Uh, I'm also might be going to Thailand and doing a show and teaching a workshop. Whoa. Uh, Sanj Jaborski probably. Uh, well, he can come if he wants, but yeah. he's got to pay his own way. Uh, but anyways, if you're in Thailand, uh, check that out. I'll put more <laughs> info. I'll, I'll, put, I'll tweet about that. So uh, that should be coming up soon since this is coming out in January. All right. Uh, that's it. Thank you for listening to The Meat Improv. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tell us. Tell your friends. Give us a rating and review. That would be just dynamite. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Meat The Meat this has been a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now